0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations. This is our regular Friday podcast for the Del Norte County Unified School District and Del Norte County Office of Education. I'm Jeff Harris, the District and County Superintendent. And today on Coffee and Conversations, in the time that it takes you to pour a cup of coffee, sit down, have a conversation with us, uh, we want to explore the idea today of how COVID-19 has changed what's happened at our schools and how we're envisioning education um, we know that 20 minutes is plenty of time to dive into that, right, guys? So <laughs> Yeah, we everything you need to know. So joining us today are Teresa Slayton. Teresa is the principal of Redwood School and Randy Fugate, principal of Del Norte High School, soon to be principal of Del Norte County Community School. So welcome. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. Thanks for having Thank
1: us. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here.
0: Sure. So, you know, I... I COVID-19 has really changed the way we look at education. It's changed the way that we approach education. Um, it changed the way that we work with our with our staff, with our students, with our families. Um, so, Teresa, why don't you tell us a little bit? Um, Redwood is already a little unique at being one of only three K-8s that we have in the district. Um, what does it look like at Redwood now versus what it looked like at Redwood on March 13th? <laughs>
1: Well, we've gone through a lot of changes for sure. And I think after going through the bumps and bruises of a big learning curve, we are kind of in a great place right now as far as moving forward. Uh, our teachers have gotten a lot of professional development in uh, Google Classroom, Seesaw, you know, Podcast, uh, Castify. They are learning to teach in a whole different way. And our students are learning in a whole different way right now.
0: And how tech savvy have you become, Teresa?
1: (laughs) I feel like I have grown a lot. I am super thankful that we are given professional development that we can do at home uh, through Ludo. And so I am earning my badges and I am trying to keep up with our teachers who have become very savvy. And I um, am stretching my brain as well.
0: Yeah, it's a totally different world, huh?
1: Oh, it's completely different. What I have really liked with uh, Google Classroom, which our kindergarten and first grader are doing right now very successfully, we've got probably 95% of our students participating at this point, is that I am able to go in and see the lessons being taught daily and what the students are, are doing daily. And that's something I've not been able to do in the past. And I'm also being able to comment on the things that they're doing and communicating with parents. So that's been a nice highlight.
0: Oh, that's cool. That that is cool. And and Randy, it's different at the high school. And I know that you are a tech wizard from everything that I've heard. <laughs> oh yeah, magic. <laughs> <laughs> so g- give us a little insight into what's going on at Del Norte High. Uh, you know
2: the I think this um, school shutting down. This uh, we called it sort of an opportunity. We we got into a situation where all of a sudden we we're going to have to respond differently. And as a staff, we had one of our first meetings to say. If for all the terrible that this is, this is a gift of some time where we get a chance to experiment we're in a crisis learning moment and we are going to be grabbing some new tools and and the staff has been amazing at the high school and as in the district but working together in their departments and uh with with all the different staff development training and the tools that have come on board so it's been it's been a huge learning curve for everybody including me and i have i'm way behind in the aluto competition <laughs> I, I i am still blue was it which uh after the second level i'm in the second group still oh, wow. so but i am learning um mm-hmm. but yeah it's changed everything our mantra uh, from the beginning, as we said, let's this is the this is the time for a grand experiment for us in terms of learning tools and where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, let's get started, and let's get better. And um, something good is going to come out of this that we can use in the future. And I think that's kind of where we are at this point. I would say there have been some really, there's some really great bright spots in the school with, with what staff are doing with students. And um, those those tools are going to be carried forward. We're already looking at next year in a master schedule, you know, what will maybe be propelled into a distance learning ongoing course or courses that will help with some of maybe some of the seniors who are working and other other things in their plates they can give them some distance learning options that they didn't have before
0: yeah that's pretty cool yeah well you know because i know it kind of changed the way that the high school did business just when you started the um the independent study and the credit recovery on campus a few years ago right
2: yeah we um kind of in whole, started at a long-term independent study program about three years ago, and we brought back credit retrieval to the to the day. Right. So those have been something that we've had for about three years, but they're limited. We can we're have we have probably have thirty students that are in the long-term program, and we probably have around sixty to seventy students doing some form of credit retrieval on campus. Um, next year, we're looking at in in terms of our long-term independent study that becoming just a part of an umbrella of distance learning options. So a lot of the tools that we're learning how to use now and the way we're setting up courses now could fall under that same grouping and, and other teachers could be involved at a higher level, more students involved. Um, again, flexing student schedules, flexing potentially teacher schedules and um, giving kids options that they haven't had. So yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, no, it is pretty cool. So, you know, we, we talk about opportunity, right? And, and I think one of the coolest things about something new is we give ourselves and we give those people that we work with permission to fail. Right? That's right, absolutely. That was, yeah. True. <laughs> the, the, the grace to, to do it over. So what have been some of the biggest challenges this year?
2: Ooh, I, I would say from the start, it was con- connecting with 900 students and families yeah. to find out what they needed. Uh, that was probably our biggest obstacle, um, just making those contacts. Are you able to do online learning, or do you have the devices? Do you have Wi-Fi if you have a device? Those types of questions. And I think, you know, once that started, Teresa said it too, I think um, our numbers are pretty good. We have a pretty high success rate in terms of numbers of students involved. Um, the students who don't access online, I think are struggling more to, to maybe connect with the teachers on a more regular basis, just because they're not able to maybe plug into some of the um, screencasts or the Zoom meetings or other online options. And right. so I think that's, if there's a biggest challenge for me, that's probably the thing that I, I lose the most sleep over is how... Can we get better at working with our students who don't have all that access
1: yeah yeah i agree i think the trickiest part in the very beginning was you know getting a hold of all our students making sure they had what they need on the flip side of that i feel like we have made more contact this way than we ever have before and our teachers are really plugged in and engaged with what's happening at home with parents and the parents are definitely um, a partnership with us we're so thankful for what they're mm-hmm. doing because Together is how this is going to work, and so we have found that we are um, very involved with our secretaries, or reaching out the counselor, our PE teacher, our music teacher, and so we've become uh, more of a community than we were before, I believe, and with the parents, and that's been the silver lining. But also still worried about those those kiddos that we do have a hard time getting online, Hmm. but making you know getting on the bus and going out to them has been, you know, the best that we can do at this point, I think
0: well and and you know, we talk about the access to um, hardware to internet. how many how many computers just just computers alone, right? because a lot of our folks think that as long as a student has a computer, they can access anything that we're asking for. Um, true in some respects, not true in other respects, but how how many have you issued just at your sites?
1: We've issued. Probably close to 200 plus. We have also issued iPads on top of that. So we have a lot of devices out right now. And then, you know, a lot of come without the tech support. So thankful we have a tech line now that parents can call. But what I've noticed, too, is our secretaries have become very techie. And they are walking uh, parents through almost daily still with just, you know, issues and things. And we're happy to have them call because we always want to help.
0: Yeah, I I think the days of not knowing how to open an email are probably gone at this point. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and and that's a great point, too. When we started this um, process in March, about a third of our teachers had a Google Classroom, and not all of them even used that platform, but we're playing with it in some degree, and some were really, really into it. Uh, Within two weeks, we had 100% of our teachers with Google Classroom, setting them up, learning how to calendar. That was all in the first couple of weeks. Wow! So the level of of, of professional development, the commitment from staff to work and push forward, um, it was unbelievable, really, to see. And you could never have done that Without a situation like this, creating that space and time and, and necessity, right? That, right. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think the time—the time is huge, right? I, I've it always is. said, you know, I think if we want to really transform schools, you almost have to shut them down. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, so Randy, how many computers do you guys have out? Right now, I think we're pushing between around two seventy-five Chromebooks, and then okay. also some uh, iPads mm-hmm. and some other devices out. But a lot of students. I don't know how they do it, but some students are working from their phones as well. And we let them know we have devices, but they that's their mode. And yeah, um, yeah. so they're using that.
0: Well, and I think that's pretty, you know, again, I think that talks to the resiliency of our students and and them being able to to meet our expectations, utilizing tools that they have and they're comfortable yeah. with. Um, I was talking to our director of uh, technology the other day, and he said we, at this point, have about 2,300 devices that have been checked out wow. to students. Wow! So that's about 66% of our kids are sitting at home with district devices, which is pretty cool. You know, especially when I was talking to someone in a much, much larger district, they've checked out no devices to students. They give out packets once a week. They give Mm -hmm. out lunches once a week. And they've said, we're only getting through this because we'll be back to normal next year. Do you guys see us going back to normal?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can't even get a normal graduation plan, so I'm not sure.
1: No, no. We, we're, we're going to
0: bring up graduations
1: Sorry, that's, it's me oh, that topic. No, no, no. no, but I do think we're going to be in a better place because. Uh, Our teachers have learned so much, and I know that they want to stick, I'm with you, Randy, with Google Classrooms. Now that they realize all the benefits that they can do, they're not going to go back to the way they were teaching. Even if we do go back, you know, normal, it's going to be different, and I think it's going to be better. I think we're going to have so many more tools and so many more things um, for our students, and our students are going to be way prepared. I am so impressed. I was on a third grade Zoom yesterday where we had an author um, from down South Laguna Beach. She has three books, amazing um, speaker, and the students were so well behaved because they know how to behave, um, you know, digital citizenship, um, answering questions, asking questions, and being a great audience and things that they wouldn't have been able to do two months ago on a Zoom conference. Right, yeah, yeah. So...
0: Well, you know, and that's kind of cool, too, because it opens up horizons. You know, just before we started the podcast, we were talking about the ability um, to bring people from around the state or even around the country into more local conversations. So I don't think we would have been able to bring an author from Laguna Beach to Redwood to have a conversation. Yeah,
1: and she's sending resources and the kids just loved her. And then next week we're gonna be meeting with um, somebody from Zoom um, to talk with him about some things that he's been doing as CEO and super excited first grade students are getting prepared to do a, a little, a program for him. And so it's just some things that we never would have done yeah
2: no we've talked about for years you know bringing in the expert right Right. from that distance expert and it's just been more of a hassle than it's been worth and this has made it normal to bring somebody in. i I was thinking about uh, the number of times we traveled to humboldt county for conferences for example just burning up the road to be to be that one donut representative for that one council that we sit on or that meeting Mm -hmm. we need to go to that won't even be a conversation we'll have next year we've often suggested in the last couple years why don't i just you know teleconference in ah we don't have the tools for that Blah yeah, blah. That, that's not an issue anymore so you know i'll sit in my space here and save all that money for the district on the travel and the fuel and the time and we'll have our meeting yeah. it'll be great yeah
0: well you know it's like it's like the zoom platform right so um the state of california has used i don't know three or four different distance meeting type platforms and we started using Zoom a couple of years ago, I think, uh, mm-hmm. as, a, as a district. And we've been trying to get people on Zoom ever since. And they were like, well, no, we have our thing. And now it's like half the state. They've all got this Zoom. So this is it. So you're right. I mean, this is the new normal. Yeah.
2: We were doing, uh, we've been doing a lot of Zoom interviews for the last couple of years. Yeah. But it's like, this just feels like it's cheating the system. We've, I mean, he's sitting, in, he's sitting in Europe right now interviewing with us. Is it, is
1: it really a thing? Can we do this? Yeah. I know. Yeah. setting up our own now. Oh,
0: my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. So, well, so, you know, that does bring up one thing, though. A lot of our uh, classes are hands on. So Mm -hmm. how is that affecting kids in in CTE or in lab classes or those kind of things?
2: This has been tricky. No Mm -hmm. question about it. I think uh, my, my performing arts VPA department, my CTE department have struggled the most with this. And they've gotten very creative. And every time we get any resources at all. To, to forward to them to let them hey play with this idea play with that idea, they've struggled. Um, what, one of the things I think has been interesting is to to really focus on the essentials, and that's not just those two departments. That's all departments. Is to say, right. man, we can't we can't cover it like we did before, and we can't maybe get to everything because this is a, uh, there's a fatigue factor in this style of learning that we don't recognize initially. We have a seven hour school day. You can't do this seven hours a day. And so, so I think looking at creative ways and that's what CTE has been doing is saying, okay, kids are at home. What can they do in carpentry at home? What can they do in auto at home that still satisfies some learning needs and, and satisfies our ability to teach and, and all those demands that people are putting themselves and kids. So it's, it's, it's hard.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. It's just a very different type thing. So, but you know, in talking about getting ready for college because that's been another issue right so um actually before we get to college teresa what's it been like to get your eighth graders ready for ninth grade
1: (laughs) Yeah, once again it's a bit of a challenge um but i think you know our teachers have been doing a great job of really reaching out letting them know hey we've we're still in it for a little bit longer getting ready for the high school And uh, we have some big things coming up with our sports awards coming up and graduations coming up. So um, just trying to keep them engaged. We do feel bad that they're going to be missing on some big milestones. So we're trying to make up for it in different ways and acknowledge what they're doing, Um, but keeping them plugged in and making lots of phone calls home to make sure that they are right with us and going to be ready to go.
0: Well, unfortunately, I think the counselors were able, from the high school, the counselors were able to come out to Redwood prior to closing facilities, right? Yes.
1: So that worked out perfect that they came out early this year. And, you know, we have a wonderful counselor on staff who is um, reaching out to all of our students as well and making sure that they've got what they need and that we're all going to be graduating on time and ready to go.
0: That's great. So, So, Randy, you know, I know that we've got a lot of kids that are looking forward to college. Yeah, right. And yeah. a lot of the colleges now have said, we're not going to start in the fall or they're going to be distance learning. They're yeah. going to be online. Fact, yeah. All California's yeah. <laughs> yeah. state all, schools. All hey, we distance learning next year. So so much for palm trees swaying in the breeze. They're going to be back up in the redwoods. Yeah. Um, but what, what does that look like or how has it looked when we've looked at AP tests, when we've looked at um, uh, SATs, ACTs, those kinds of things? What What have our kids been able to access this year?
2: Well, you know, all this event has changed everything that we were we were working towards and what kids would expect to do. AP, normally you sit down and you take your AP test, three hour test, or your SAT test, a three hour test. Those tests have been reduced to forty five minutes at home. Uh, so rules of proctoring have changed. The College Board had to change the way they view that. We've looked at. Um, uh, we've worked very closely with CSU UC systems to say, what about our seniors in this in this situation? Mm-hmm. What does a grade mean? Uh, what about kids who can't access and so on and so on? So uh, that's been a, that's been huge. So the, the state has has and the systems have talked about that holding kids holding no harm. is sort of that base level that we start with. And I say no harm. But really, you know, we're not we're not going to penalize a student for a pass versus a, a C or a B or an A. It's it will work with them. So, that, that's been a game changer to look at that. And of course, that, that strikes right to the heart of what teachers have been, you know, the way that we evaluate kids and then we evaluate learning and right. all those pieces. So, we've, we've had some really great conversations at the high school about our whole grading structure in this process, too, and how we're going to handle that.
0: Well, and I think that's going to be the next interesting part, right? Because grades are going to be coming out in the next three to four weeks. Yeah. And parents who have been used to seeing the one, two, three, four on, on standards, or they've been used to seeing the A through F, right? I mean, we all grew up with A through F. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to look different because their child's going to come home with either a not assessed or not addressed, or they're going to come home with a no grade with just some kind of broad statement potentially. Um, and, you know, I think you're right. We, we need to know that we're doing no harm because at the high school level, if we were to give a grade, we might actually be putting our kids behind the A ball. hmm. Um, with CIF or with colleges, right?
2: Yeah, there's. We, we initially started this process as a staff and we had agreed we we're going to do A through D grading. <clears throat> Fs could be earned if you hadn't if you didn't come back to school once we re- re-engaged in school, that, that sort of a, of a thing. Having worked with the state, um, what we're learning now is, is there's so much variety from district to district and how grading can look. We have everything from from district saying, skid, the kids and parents, you're gonna choose the grade your kid gets. Uh, other districts saying, hey, we stopped school wow. in March. We're done. They got the grade they got. We have a district saying it's all pass or fail or it's all pass. There will be no fails. So it, it, there is no consistency. And when you, when you put um, a level, a bar so high in A through D grading structure, we could penalize our kids because when we look at the CSU systems, they've said uh, a pass isn't going to hurt a student. They're going to be fine. However, a D could disqualify them. And all of a sudden we realized, well, that's not that's not necessarily putting our Dallas high school kids in the best position if they're competing at a state level with all of these districts, with all these random systems. And so we said, hey, we're going to we're going to make this an even playing field for our seniors and our kids. And so that's that was a tough decision, really tough for us to have as a conversation as a staff. And we've moved for, towards that. But it's in in that philosophy of do no harm.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So. You know what? I just want to thank both of you. You've, you've done an incredible job at your school sites. You do a great job, um, representing our families and our students throughout the district. Um, we have our principals meetings every morning at eight 30. We've, we've held one every day since the initial closure on, on March 16th. And, um, you always give great insight. You have good conversations. Um, couldn't ask to work with anybody better than the two of you so i just want to thank you for coming in this morning or actually this afternoon um it just feels like morning <laughs> it's been a long day yeah. when, when you start with zoom and you end with zoom all day is a morning <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so again i want to thank you for joining us um to do this podcast and we look forward to to having you back at some point do we get a badge or a button for the Starverse oh. podcast, both of us?
1: Yes, we should get a mug. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having Thank me. You. In the shape of a microphone. <laughs> yes, <That's perfect. laughs>